Dead Bodies is not for the squeamish and is intended for mature audiences. Do, 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 Want do, a Colin update? I'm sick. Oh, yes, please. Okay, so I have... I actually looked up Collins. Did you? Because my poo test came. How'd Did it I go? tell you that already? No. Good. Yeah, no, flying colours. All good. But they send you a little picture of the colon. Do they? With polyps in, drawings of polyps, so I was able to sort of understand what's happening. Well, I did mine, oh, it will be a couple of weeks ago now that I did it. Bow, had a day off for bowel prep. Yep. It's really funny when you just tell your boss these things. I'm like, oh, I need a couple of days off. He's like, why? And you're like, oh, I have to have a colonoscopy and I'm going to have to shit myself the whole day before. You gave him that much information? Yeah. I told Probably. him everything, all the information. And then he was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. You get the pass straight away. Yeah. They let you, they just go whatever time you want. Right. Because um, you need to save the girl trouble card for another time. Yes. And so going into hospital during COVID times is interesting. Because I had to go on my own. Like, oh. Nico just had to drop me at the door. And they had a temperature map thing there so you, you could see how hot you were. Oh. Yeah. Where are you hot? What parts of you? Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thinking the lips would be hot. Well, I was, yeah. And then I went in. And then I for dedicated listeners of our pod, they would remember that last time I went, I was recognised. Yes. Yeah. Don't. Same lady. No. <laughs> no. I had my toe into into the day surgery area, just my toe. And she was like, welcome back, Chanel. Because she would have seen your name on the she list. She would have seen it. She was expecting me. <laughs> and I was like, hello, yes, back again. Um. And she was like, just, look, we might keep you overnight, blah, 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 because there was a bit going on. And she was like, here, I've given you a menu. Like, she was looking after me, you know? like Good. Yeah. Um, and then I always, I'm really fussy when I go under. So yeah. I need to speak to the anaesthetist before. And I was like, who's the anaesthetist? I need to speak to her because I don't like it in my hand. Because they could do anything to you. They could, oh, don't you? No, I, I always go, to, yeah. Shame vein, as she told me. Why is it called the shame vein? On the inner elbow, that's apparently called the shame vein because it's like anyone can do it there. Oh, I see. So the pro does the back of the hand. But look at my veiny old hands. Like they could just have a field day with yeah, me. Yeah, I've got good ones here though. Yeah, I've they're pretty healthy. Too. I never understand what the slap slap thing. Oh, I know. Well, what does I'm... it do? Bad. What does it make oh. them pop up? Look. Veiny, veiny. I'm all ready to go into surgery. I've got my high knee socks on, my little <laughs> dress with my butt hanging out the back. Tip, hold the, the high knee socks. Yeah. Keep them because when you fly, they're really good. Like what? they help. I didn't help. keep them. Oh. They had um, like cricket, you know, like <sighs> cricket wicket keepers <laughs> yes. on my legs yeah. as well over the socks that were um, going. Oh, pressuring. Yeah, they make Yeah, yeah to keep my blood flowing. They had all that. Anyway, so I'm getting wheeled in, got my hairnet on. And I said, where's Kelly? And they said, how do you know Kelly? And I said, I've looked into this. Where is she? She's the anaesthetist. Yeah. Anyway, Kelly comes out. She's lovely. I, I loved her. She just came straight out, held my hand straight away. She's like, hello, love. How are you? I said, Kelly, I just have one request in the shame vein, not in the back of the hand. She's like, yep, all good. My surgeon is a bit all over the shop, Yeah, but he's brilliant, right? He's just, even when I had a consult with him, he's answering the phone during my consult, dealing with other things. So 
I get wheeled into theatre. She puts the drip in. She's like, all right, you're about to go nine-eye. And I was trying to count backwards to beat it. I only got to eight. <laughs> oh, did you? But as I got, as I started counting, I heard my surgeon's phone ring, like his mobile phone, and he was behind me. And I looked at Kelly and I said, is he going to answer that? And she went, you bet ya. And then oh. I heard him say his name and answer the phone right as I was about to They're go on. They're way too relaxed in surgery. It's... And I, I'm not, I, I know they play music and stuff in there. But yeah. I'm, I'm not here for that. I'd concentrate, There was lots please. of people in there and they were all like, hi, Chanel, I'm Dave. Hi, Chanel, I'm Peter. I'm like, great. There's so many people here to look up my butt. Oh, of Let's course. go. And I was looking at all of them thinking. Mm, Do you reckon they took some photos while you were asleep? Just I for, don't know. You know. They would have had a social laugh. Social media. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you're all clear. I'm all clear. I've got some inflammation in my bowel. Well, that's because there's 20 people down there. Well, I was thinking about how much I was going to share on this podcast about my the health of my bowel. Yes. I've got some inflammation. It's not a big deal. Right. This is the part I wasn't sure if I was going to share, but I'm going to share it. Oh, no, don't. No, I feel like we've heard enough, but go on. What is it? Please, no. So I had to take medication for a little while. Yes. In the form of suppositories. Oh, Yes. Well, I, okay. Gosh, we're really <laughs> getting there, aren't we? Um, I've had to use suppository in, in one of the other channels, <laughs> one of the other outlets, inlets. <laughs> and it's disturbing because it sort of comes out again. It's so it? disturbing. Yeah, and it's dribbles. like, a, I've, this is so much waffle in this episode, but I've just realised we have a lot of nurses and things that listen. The world of suppositories is a secret society. <laughs> Is it? Yes. <laughs> How? No. <laughs> because my surgeon said to me, I'm crying. He said to me, yes, it looks like we're going to have to do a little bit of medication, probably in the form of... Okay, wait. First, he said this. This is how he said it. Yep. A couple of things we can do here. Uh, we really need to look at your diet. So just like lots of Mediterranean diet, um, fish, leafy greens, no anal sex. Um, he just oh. g- glossed over it like that. Just wow. glossed over it. And I was like, oh, and I, I felt like I'm not against people that do that. It's not my it's fine. Um, tempo. Yep, no judgment. And um, I felt the need to say that I don't do that. And then... <laughs> He just continues, like, oh, no judgment, no judgment. He goes, um, it just could inflame the area, uh, no judgment at all. And then just continued on. And then he said, we might have to do some medication in the form of suppositories. And like, if you've never done one before, I need the it's facts. It's disturbing. I yeah. need the facts as a journalist. I need someone to break it down for me and just tell me how I'm doing this. He just wrote the prescription and sent me off. So you just had to work out. And really, you know, it's a one-way street for most people. Well, then I went, correct. And then I went to the pharmacy and there was a lovely lady there and she was like, have you done this before? And I was like, no. What did they do? Do they make it slippery? Well, <laughs> you can run it underwater. Oh. Yeah. And then um, she said to me, don't worry. She's like, um, you just pop it in and it'll just go all the way up and you'll never see it again. And what, I does your like, body like eat it? Well, apparently. And what? so then she said to me, and you look lovely, so no one will know what you're doing in your bathroom at night. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was oh. made up for TV. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and then, yes, then I've come home. and It's I've... not like you're going to do one of those selfies that they always do in their bathrooms. No, I don't doing do that it. anyway. You... No. And then I came home and I had to tell Nico what was going on. And he goes, <laughs> I want to see. And I said, absolutely not. 
I'm willing to no. do many things in front of you, not that. Save that for when the whole childbirth thing happens. Totally. Because then, you know, he's going to yeah. get that. He'll have that look on his face where he's trying to be supportive, but then he's like horrified <laughs> at what he's looking. He's trying to smile at you and he's like looking down at what is going on down there. It's no, no, no. A friend of mine, and I won't say his name, bless him, but he um, he was allowed into the room while his wife was having a cesarean. Oh. And they put like a little sheet. A, a sheet up. A little curtain. Yeah, like when mm. they shoot a horse at the yeah. races. So that the, the woman can't see what's yes. going on down there. So he, he can. chose to co- – and he's involved in football, Ooh. was involved in football, Ooh. and chose to commentate to her no. what was going on. No. Yeah, so he keeps bobbing up to say, say her name. I don't want to slip and say her name. And um, when the baby had been born and the placenta came out, oh God! he has then said to her, Dale, I don't know what – they've taken your liver out. <laughs> <laughs> which is not helpful <laughs> at that point. You don't want that. Anyway, All right, that's let's my do it. colon update. So Lovely. now everyone knows what's going on with my colon. Actually, Sorry someone about the tweeted me. Yes. I don't know who it was. And they said, um, <laughs> I hope your bowel prep's going good. Oh, they, they knew nice. from the time indication I'd given on the last podcast. So, <laughs> Kirsten, if we're waffling too much or if there's any, you'll have to need to text us. So we'll read. No, Kirsten's everyone needs special the full amount of that. In fact, leave, I'm going to push. Leave all of the Colin update in there. I I'm feel like the sound on. Are keen. Okay. So we'll hear Kirsten texting. We'll just have to hope that no one else texts me. I've just missed two, but we'll hear Kirsten text. If, yeah, oh, Kirsten says it was perfect. There it is right there. Leave it. <laughs> The people want to know. Actually, a cop texted me and, no, about don't. something else during the week and then said, I'm looking forward to colon updates. <laughs> See? Who goes first? You go first. Uh, who am I doing today? All right. We're going to go Sydney. No, I'm going to do a gross one. I'm going to do a gross one. Oh. And this uh, – I'm going to do a warning because – there was another story we did, and it wasn't your one where the dog got killed. It was one that I did where a dog or an animal – please feel free to put your feet up on the couch. I'm we're, we're sitting my on my couch off. today to do this. Um, there was uh, – an animal was killed in the in the story that I told, and we had some feedback from someone saying, please, please let us know if that's going to be happening because it was disturbing. So, oh, yes. I understand that. That's fair. Yeah. So I'm just going to mention that – this oh, was, it was my one. It would have been my one about the dog in the driveway and then the shooting of the dog. It it was before that. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, we will warn everyone about I'm Just animal with killing. animals, yes, because yep. I understand that, yes. Oh, have we told people yet? I don't know if we've done a pod since. Oh. I don't think we have. It's up to you. We haven't. We definitely haven't. Okay. Can I do it really quickly because I don't want to talk about it? Yeah. Okay. No. Oh, no. No. It's okay. I can't do it. I can't talk about it. It's okay. Do you want me to say it? Yep. Okay. So we all know the wonderful Harvey, who was a part of Dee Dee's beautiful family um, for so long and was struggling with some health problems and he passed away mm. and it's been a really hard time for Dee Dee and okay. I do love that Dee Dee has been able to text me because she knows <laughs> I'm a mad dog over texting yeah over texting. I'm a mad all right. dog lover I'm all right. sorry it was a little while ago I just I can't when I think about him and it's because of you it's because I, I yeah it's okay. okay all right I'm good Kirsten's she texting oh random. no is she gonna say get to put yourself together woman let's see what Kirsten says she says oh she says we love you thank yes, you yes we do love you. you and please I'm a 
mad dog fucker, not in <laughs> a weird you. way. Like I and just Kirsten's been wonderful. So I'm, you just message me when you. I'm have... up and down. I'm up and down. But um, yeah. So the beautiful boy has gone. Okay. Okay. Maybe you go first while I gather my. All right. Shop. Sure. So um, this story actually came to us in feedback. Uh, but I won't mention the person's name. So he says, I know I shouldn't be so bold up front, but this story is going to blow your mind. Oh. It's a big claim. Exactly. And yeah. ne- never do that. I know. He's built it up. Okay. Also, I've only tuned into your podcast in the last month and enjoying it. Where have and you would... been? Well, I don't Person. Know where he's been. Can we give him a faux name? Ben. No, you don't like it. Sorry, you're so disappointed right. with that name. No, gonna... Douglas. Douglas. Okay. <laughs> okay Doug. Doug. What are you doing? Okay. <laughs> um, Doug says he would not normally reach out to hosts after such a short time. However, Chanel's story about her ghost-like experience in her hotel room compelled me to consider <laughs> writing to you. Now, Doug, it wasn't a ghost-like experience. It was a ghost experience <laughs> to start off with, you fucker. Um, so uh, he says, something happened to me today that I just had to share. He wants to start with the facts. He says, number one, I used the same lunchbox for work. It's a wetsuit material like one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Two, each day when I get home, I clear it out. I put it away for the next day. Three, I live a semi-isolated life in that my kids have grown up and left home. It's just the wife and Doug at home. They hang out together most of the time at home. Yep. Um, there's, he's trying to say, you know, there's no, it's not like a big thoroughfare, his house. People are right. in and out okay. all the time. Yep. Now to the story. He says, three years ago, I built a new house, which included a new garage roller door with two remotes. Very early in the move, I lost one of the remotes and the wife hasn't let me forget it since. We went camping on the weekend, 200 k's from home. They left home on the Saturday and they came back on Monday. Around the campfire, Doug says he mentioned our podcast and brought up stories of our ghost encounters of the past, asking... Do you believe in ghosts? Yeah. That was the chat around the campfire. He said he didn't because he can't use science to prove what happened in the past. He said, I'll fill you in later. We joked that wouldn't it be good if the ghost would find the lost garage remote and a set of keys I lost <laughs> at a similar time. Right. This morning, they came back on the Monday. This was the Tuesday public holiday. I get my lunchbox and look inside to confirm that I didn't leave any moldy food there. And guess what? No. The garage remote is inside. I know it's different to the one we... He knows it's different to the one he already has because the buttons are different, the colours. Right, So it can't be the one that they've always had. So he doesn't think it could have been planted. He says, I know this sounds highly improbable, but I swear it is true. My wife isn't a trickster. She wouldn't play a joke like this on me. However, to be sure, I rang her twice today to convince her to fess up. She denies anything. I also rang the garage people to try and ascertain the process of getting a remote to try to see if I had been set up another blank. So let me put today in context. Oh, okay. So that's a possibility that the people from the camping thing yes. were doing a joke. But then how would they have got into the house? Correct. And he's put it there? called the remote guy to see how long it would take to get a remote. And it's yeah. just, it's not the time frame. And they have out. to be specially programmed to suit your yes, garage. Yeah. And usually your own garage person yeah. has to do that. I've tried to get garage remotes. It's a real process. Yeah. 
So Doug says, this isn't the first time this has happened. Similar things have happened to us in the past 30 years over at least four different houses spanning at times 1,200 kilometres apart. If you believe in ghosts, this one must attach to one of us. Oh. So he definitely thinks it's not the houses. It's one of them. Well, no, this – so do you remember I told you about my friend who came here to the house and there was – a relative in yes. their family who hanged them. They bring their ghosts with them. Yeah. And she sees them. So, yeah, there's travel with them. Well, that's what Doug thinks is happening. So he says, I could spend another hour on the things that have happened, but let me give you a couple of items to convince you that today's event was not unusual. Cutlery on the floor arranged in a semicircular form. That's terrifying. That's quite odd, yeah. That's like some scary – I am shitting myself I'm at that. I'm trying to be sceptical okay. about that, but arranged? Arranged hmm. in a semicircular form. Coming home to stereos being turned on loud. Lights on in the morning you swear you turned off before going to bed. Hmm. Lost items appearing two to three days later right back in obvious places, e.g. the dining table hmm. where you could have not missed them in the days earlier. Um, you know they are lost because you talk about them constantly while they're lost. You know, he's saying, you know, I've said, have you seen my watch anywhere? Have you found my watch yet? And then it appears. There's someone living in the ceiling. I've seen movies Shut where... up. I can't yeah. deal with that. that. I've read some shit about that. Is there food missing from the fridge? They sneak no. down at night and steal food from the fridge. He says the sound of Tupperware being thrown out of cupboards while standing at the front door, ready to come in, open the door. There's no one in the house. Hang on a minute. Okay, so ghosts are, are dead humans. Yes. So if you were in the afterlife... I'm fucking up shit. I'm throwing Tupperware out of houses and oh, arranging shit in it. Yes. Because so, I'm like, would a human do that? Like if you were coming back to tell someone, you know, I'm still around you, then would you throw Tupperware? Or would you somehow you know, give them a kiss on their cheek in the night? It's energy, right? Yeah, well, that... Well, I'm convinced the ghost of Nicholas's dad lives in our house. Okay, well, that's I'll accept. I'm convinced that. of it. Yeah, because quick story. <laughs> I don't know if I've mentioned on the podcast that I go to a psychic. Have I said this? Uh, I don't think so. Not often. Every like once every two years, I go. Anyway, I went right right after Nicholas's dad passed away, and she like grabbed me. You know that show, like. Um, Thank God you're here. Oh, not Tyler. No. No, no, no. Like, thank God you're here. Where they open the door, like, oh, thank God you're here. And they pull you into the room. So she did that. She was like, oh, thank God you're here. There's been a man here for days. Oh. And I was like, oh. She's like, oh, he's just been hanging around, just waiting for you. Just come in and sit down. It was 100% Nico's dad. She could not have known that it was him. Wow. She described him to a T. And like his person, it was his personality. Like I could just tell. And like, because he was making jokes about my mother-in-law. And what did he want? I wonder, just Um, to say hi. Just to say hi. He he said he could see Nicholas and I in the ER and that he never realized Nicholas was so sensitive. He always thought Nicholas was his older, like, you know, older boy and all that kind of thing. Um, And then... He said, she, so the psychic says to me, who's got the little brown dog? Huh? And I said, I do. Yeah. And he loved Bruce. Yeah. He loved Bruce. Like I'd always, there was never a time I went to the house without Bruce because he would always, he just wanted to hug the dog, feed the dog ice cream and 
anyway. Um, and she said, the dog sees him. Oh, wow. And I said, what do you, what do you, mean? What do you mean? She goes, the dog sees him all the time. I'm just letting you know, like if the dog is looking off into the distance or doing things, the dog sees him. And I was like, oh, okay. And there are times where Bruce is like on our bed at night, all the lights are off and he stands up, like he's dead asleep, Yeah. stands up, looks into the hallway and just does a little. So he's there. Yeah. And Nicholas always goes, I always go, it's your dad. And Nicholas goes, shut up, Chanel. I can't think about this. It's terrifying. I'm like, it's not terrifying. It's your dad. No, exactly. It's fine. Yeah, why are you scared of him? Because the dogs do it often. So anyway, uh, back to Doug. He says, uh, a Lego brick deliberately placed behind door. So I think he's put it behind there to confirm his suspicions, like a little marker later to be found under his pillow. No. Mm. He said, doesn't wow. confirm we weren't broken into, but it's still spooky. Why would a breaker in or do that? You would steal stuff. I don't know why a breaker in or would do that. Yeah. So he says, I'm sure more happened, but you couldn't prove it. And you thought you were being forgetful. Did I leave the light on? Did I put those keys over there? Did the cat break the vase? So when I don't, why, sorry. So when I say I don't believe in ghosts, I don't because I can explain how something with no substance. Oh, I think I'm going to start that again. He's saying, so while I don't believe in ghosts, yeah. he's saying he can't, ex- he can sometimes explain how things would happen. Yes. And he also can't make sense of how something with no form or substance could make things physically move. Yes. Well, it's the energy thing, don't they? I've it is the energy thing. Ghost hunters. Of ghost hunters Same. and paranormal activity. Same. To know that they take, they suck the energy from batteries and stuff mm. and lights and then they use that to do their throwing of Tupperware, etc. It is interesting that this latest event is the first in the new house in years. Oh. And then he says, or is it? Have there been other instances of small things being moved? My spider senses are starting to tingle. Ooh, that's a good story. Yeah. I quite like this. I want people to tell us their ghost ghost things. Yes. Like, I know I said writing with dog stories, we don't want you to do that anymore because it's too upsetting. But (laughs) if you have ghost stories, I'm down. Because one of the hosts can't keep keep her emotions in check. Ever since the Florida episode, like my Florida thing, I am on the ghost train. But that's a quality ghost story. That says a lot of – because I'm always trying to think, oh, we can explain that, you know. Yeah, I want like things that can't be explained. Right. And tell the truth. Don't make it up. Don't make it up. Right. I'll come for you. Richard Chase. Don't know him. Okay. 1950, Santa Mm -hmm. Clara in California. And again, I'll just warn that this – uh, does contain some uh, cruelty to animals, but then it progresses to other things. Okay. Yeah. So Richard was abused by his parents. By the age of 10, he had shown all the signs of what they called the McDonald triad, which is mm. big wetting, arson, and cruelty to animals. Oh, I didn't know it had a name. Yeah. Okay. Um, because those three things are seen as future indicators of violent tendencies. Sure. And it show, because they show that you haven't developed a conscience. I don't think bedwetting so much. But mm. the, if those three together exist, you've yeah. almost certainly got a, a killer of some sort on your hands. So when he was a teenager, he got into drugs in a big way. And he, and he was also a hypochondriac. He complained that his heart would occasionally stop beating. 
Oh, complained that complained of it. Yes, he also complained that someone had stolen his pulmonary artery. Oh no. Which you will require to make your heart work. No. He thought that vitamin C could be absorbed by his brain via diffusion, so he would hold oranges on his head to get his dose of vitamin C. Any god things in there? No. Okay. He also believed that his cranial bones head Mm -hmm. uh, had become separated and were moving around so he shaved his head so he could keep an eye on them good he thought that his mother was trying to poison him so he moved out of home and he rented an apartment with some friends but they weren't too thrilled with him the poisoning's the real key well it's possible she was who knows they always think people are trying to poison them do they yep Ah. Mm. um the housemates complained that Richard was constantly drunk, he was high on marijuana and LSD, and he would walk around the apartment nude, even if they had visitors. So they told him to move out. And when he refused, they all moved out instead. So they left oh. him alone in the apartment. Yes, You're not leaving, we are. And when he was alone, that was when he began to capture and kill and disembowel various animals and eat them raw. What? He would also mix their organs with Coca-Cola in a blender and drink it because... Oh. He said he thought that by drinking animals, he was stopping his own heart from shrinking. I'm struggling to get Metamucil down at the moment. How could you? With co- oh, I mean, Coke's pretty doing... strong, but ooh. So you won't be surprised to hear that he spent a short time in a psychiatric ward in 1973. But three sure. years later, yep. he, was ta- he must have been let out again. He was uh, let out. 1976, he was taken to hospital because he had injected rabbit's blood into his veins. Oh. And the staff at the hospital nicknamed him Dracula because of his fix- fixation with blood. He was then committed to a mental institution and while he was there he caught two birds through a window and he broke their necks and drank their blood how do you catch two birds through a window you'd need to have lightning reflexes oh that's some skill if it was like in mary poppins where the bird is at the window um uh oh i know what songs it's singing Oh, I should know. I love Mary Poppins. But when you see it now, it's weird. It's like a very bad CGI. Terrible. Yes. It's not even CGI. It's like a a little wind up bird. You catch it easy. It's just made of tin. Um, He also stole syringes. And when they would have therapy dogs in the hospital, he would extract some blood from them for himself. Wonderful. How's he doing all this stuff? I don't think they were watching him carefully enough. Hmm. So he was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia and they treated him with drugs and they let him go. Here's your drugs. Off you go. You're no longer a danger to society or so they said at the time. I feel the need to say here that not everyone that has schizophrenia is a killer. No, absolutely not. People get mad that we don't say that. But they might not have known about the animal things that he was doing as well. So for a while uh, after he got out, he lived with his mother. She, bless your mum weaned him off medication which he probably should have been on and then she got him his own apartment and at first again shared it with roommates but they all moved out leaving him on his own again so the following year by this stage he's 27 years old Richard Chase was stopped and arrested on a reservation in the Pyramid Lake area in Nevada he had rubbed blood all over his body Mm. and police found a bucket of blood and a liver in his truck but It was determined that it was cow's blood, so they let him go. On December 29, 1977, after years of killing animals, things escalated. So Richard Chase drove past the home of a man named Ambrose Griffin. 
Ambrose was a 51-year-old engineer. He was a father of two. As far as I know, the two of these, they didn't know each other. And Richard shot him dead. Oh. And police investigating that had no obvious suspects as a drive-by. How would they know? And I probably in 77, no CCTV to, to work with. Two weeks later, Richard Chase tried to get into the home of a woman, but her doors were locked and he walked away because and later in the piece he told police the na- that incident he took locked doors as a sign that he wasn't welcome but oh. unlocked doors were an invitation to come inside oh for jesus so another time he broke into the home and a couple who lived there caught him and they chased him off he stole a few things and he urinated and defecated on their baby's bed and clothing what's with people doing this you know those poo joggers I don't get it. Does jogging make you poo? I want to wee when I'm, like I always do. After you have babies, you just want to wee the whole time. But Defecating in strange areas is not thing. a thing. Does it release some sort of thing in the body that makes you want to go? I don't know. Or are they doing it as a like, ha, 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 cop? Because they're doing it in quite well-to-do areas. Yeah. Is it a up yours thing? Maybe. I don't know. But I can tell you one thing. I can't go on command like that. No. I have to warm up to the act. (laughs) Well, maybe the urge is taking them. There was another weird one where someone was leaving blocks of cheese in people's pot plants. Sorry? What kind of cheese? Like a block of... Yeah, cheddar, I suppose. I don't know. I'll have to Google the story to refresh myself. But that was a bit odd. I don't think they ever solved that one. Okay. Okay, so a few weeks later after this break-in at the couple where he did that to the baby's uh, belongings. At least he didn't blow his nose on the baby. Don't. I was trying not to bring it up. Don't. I'm not over it. (laughs) A few weeks later, January 23, 1978, Richard Chase broke into a house and he shot a woman named Teresa Wallen. She was three months pregnant at the time. He shot her three times and then he had sex with her corpse <gasps> while he was stabbing her with a butcher knife. Welcome back, necrophilia. We haven't been here for a while. Everything in this one. He wow. then removed multiple organs. He cut off one of her nipples and he drank her blood. Oh. He, oh, actually can't read the next bit. It's too awful. He did a thing. He got some dog feces. I'm not going to say what he did with it. but What did he do? He shoved it down her throat before he left. I know, it's horrible. Why do I find that the worst part of it? The nipple cutting's the worst for me. Yeah, that's right. You can let your own buzzies go. I can't. I need to hold them. I just feel... (laughs) Okay, whatever keeps you comfortable. Four days later, so you can see how this has really escalated. Like, this is now four days later. Yeah. He broke into the home of 38-year-old Evelyn Myroff. She had a friend there called Danny Meredith. Chase shot him with his handgun. He stole Danny's wallet and car keys. He then shot Evelyn dead, her six-year-old son Jason and her 22-month-old nephew David Ferreira. He mutilated her, had sex with her corpse and ate her body parts. Ate her body parts? He only stopped when there was a knock at the door, someone to come to visit. So he took what was left of the body in Danny's car he took the body of the nephew, the um, the little boy David, with him. Uh, a visitor must have seen what was happening. Um, and hang on, the visitor. Oh, okay. So David Ferrer must have survived. I'm sorry, I got confused there. The he alerted a neighbour who then called police. So and are they seeing him driving away from the house? Yes, Crazy? they know what's happened. Okay. Yeah, they can tell police okay. exactly what's going on here. So Richard Chase had left perfect handprints and shoe imprints in blood. It didn't take the very long to arrest him, obviously because he's got this history with 
of weird behaviour. Yeah. They went to his apartment. Oh, God. Oh, God. What's in there? The walls, the floor, the ceiling, the refrigerator, and all of his eating and drinking utensils were covered in blood. So in 1979, Richard Chase stood trial on six counts of murder. In order to avoid the death penalty, the defence tried to have him found guilty of second-degree murder, which would result in a life sentence. So the case hinged on his history of mental illness and the suggestion that he hadn't premeditated his crimes. On May the 8th, the jury found Richard Chase guilty of six counts of first-degree murder. They rejected the insanity defence and they sentenced him to die in the gas chamber. So in jail, other inmates knew about his crimes and they feared him and they tried to talk him into committing suicide. They hated him that much. When he was in jail, Richard Chase agreed to a series of interviews with an uh, interviewer by the name of Robert Ressa, and he explained to him that he had been forced to kill to keep himself alive. Oh. And he asked the reporter, Ressler, to give him access to a radar gun so that he could use it to catch Nazi UFOs so that Nazis could stand trial for his murders. He also gave uh, Richard Ressler a big handful of macaroni and cheese that he'd been keeping in his pants' pockets. Yep. He needed to keep food in his pockets because he thought that the prison officials were were working with the Nazis to try to poison him. Of course. Mm. December 26, 1980, Richard Chase was found dead in his cell. Oh. He so they'd been he was on antidepressants, but instead of taking them as they dosed him, he had been saving them up, and he took them all several weeks worth all in the one hit, and died of an overdose. Mm. There's no way to respond to that really, no. other than well, there you are. What a sad life. He was clearly disturbed. Yeah, very. Doesn't it? There's so much in how children are raised. To the final product of adult yeah, life, isn't there? There's I've got so questions much about that. the mother and apparent. Yeah, if he was abused as a child, the father was not mentioned throughout. So there's maybe yeah. something there with the dad. That but it's was... all that environmental stuff, isn't it? Like yeah. the, the choices you make as a parent could have such huge impacts on a child. It does. It's fascinating watching children grow up because they, it's it's like they've got a little blueprint in them of how they're going to be. Yeah. And as they grow up and you, like you hear them laugh for the first time, you go, oh, is that what your laugh is going to be like? Yeah. And then when you realise what their sense of humour is, because yeah. it's different for everyone, you go, oh, is that what you're going to you – like, so, yeah. and you find things in common with them. But at the same time, they're themselves. Yes. And it's really a challenge as a parent to not – make them like you because that's the temptation of course to make them want to like all the things you like to eat and watch the same shows you sure so you have to let them be and let them be what they're going to be yeah it's it's quite tricky and I constantly think I've done it wrong (laughs) no you haven't (laughs) well you don't don't know like all your hope is well as long as you teach them the basics like manners and yeah manners and and um, Madness is probably the biggest one for me because it, that's about interacting with people. Yeah, my dad always, I think I've said this before, he always says, oh, you were such beautiful children and now you are both wharfies. <laughs> he says it all is that because you've got a potty mouth? Yeah. yeah he says good. it all. He's like, oh, people used to compliment us on how beautifully you spoke and please and thank you. He's like, now you're just like, crack this, crack that. <laughs> it's true though. Yeah, but we love you for it. Thank you. 
Dead Bodies is created by D.D. Dunleavy and Chanel Vela and produced by Kirsten Lim Howe. Contact us at deadbodiespodcast at gmail.com.